snow. All this dope I stepped on. Real get the rest gone. Then that nigga, what else you want? Hey, what is up, everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to or watching the Powercast. And uh, today we are going to be recapping Power Book Four Force Season Two, Episode Six, and the title of the episode is "Here There Be Monsters." And I'm joined by Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How are you doing, Richard? Doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? What's up, indeed? I see you're a, you're a former Crimson Projects resident, so I, I guess that explains why you got the new apartment, because you had to move out of there after the explosions and shootouts and yes. stuff. So. It, the, the, the government <laughs> did give me some assistance so that I could relocate. Y- y'all all saw what happened in this episode, so I don't have to go into detail. But yes, I'm, I'm, I'm living it up right now, so I have no complaints. <laughs> oh yeah you look like you're living it up so so that's good and uh we're also joined by miss dana abercrombie today's prices not yesterday's prices yes yes you know prices have gone up inflation um it is lovely to be here to see you i don't know about next week because the prices will go up again i don't know if you keep supporting me but we have to see Oh, yeah, I might be evicted next week if the prices keep going up. So we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully everything works out. But but yeah, uh, that was an interesting episode of Power today. You know that we, we we've all got some some interesting things to say about that. I think some some pretty interesting things happened, particularly the thing at the end. So I'm looking forward to hearing some thoughts on that. But. Um, yeah, let's get to some housekeeping real quick. You know, if you do if you do enjoy listening to the show and you do enjoy the recaps, please do leave your comments. You know, hit us up on social media too. Some people like to do that. Um, we, we, you know, we're always open to have a conversation about power because we love it. We love this show. Um, and definitely hit the like button. That's very important to help the show grow and um, help you know more people learn about the show. And it will make us a bit more dedicated to doing the show and power content in general if we have that support. So please do hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. Also, we review um, quite quite a few TV shows at the moment. You know, we, we do Power, we do The Walking Dead series and spinoffs, and we do uh, you know BMF. We're going to be doing BMF when that comes along. And don't forget, Raising Canaan is this December also. So you want to subscribe and make sure you're getting all of the content. And then also you can check out the entertainment channel and the gaming channel also, the Coalition Entertainment and the Coalition Gaming, if you're into that. So, yeah, uh, with that that being said, let's get right into our takeaways because I know that's what you're here for. And this week we're going to go to Miss Dana Abercrombie first. So, Dana, let us know what you thought of this episode. Bombs away. Yay. Um, we have to talk about the whole territory situation um, with now that Walter is, is dead and gone to the enjoyment of both children, you know, um, we have a territory situation where what happens to Walter's territory? And essentially, we're having a struggle and a fight, and a fight within a fight, because what 
Merkovich, you know, he is not willing to play nice with anyone anymore. He's tired. And I, for one, don't blame him. Just because you come to me all nice and we have a conversation does not necessarily mean that automatically I'm supposed to give you part of my territory and when we're sharing the land and we're happy. There is no happiness within this whole drug dealing business or just in business alone. We look at, you know, the Wall Street business and how savage that is. This is just as savage as before. Um, what again, I have to go, what I love about this show is the casualties of war. These are the people who are not involved with anything. You know, this is Grandma Pookie who's just trying to go home and soak her feet at night and watch Mary Povich. This is Samika and Tammy who's just trying to raise their bad kids. So these are regular people who are caught up within the chaos and the mess. And therefore we have to go to the ownership that is Richard Bailey Jr. of the Crimson Project. This scene to me was extremely over the top, not the drive-by aspect, but then we got the bazooka. I am not, I think it was bazookas. I'm not skilled in the, the gun, you know, naming, but I'm gonna just say they look like bazookas and there was two of them and they was blasting them in the apartments. And I thought <coughs> we were just going after gangs, but no, we're, we're just taking down the whole project. And we saw how that impacts again, the hospital, because it only seems to be like one little hospital in the whole city of Chicago. Um, but we saw that hospital and how they're influx of these patients. And we're seeing the bodies coming in, charred in a hot mess, some dead, some people barely hanging on. And I really like how they are showing us this. This is something, again, we didn't get from the last season. They're opening the streets and we're seeing and we're living in Chicago. And I'm really, really love it. I'm loving it. Um, do I think it was a bit over the top? Yes. But then again, this is a TV show and it's supposed to be over the top. You know, if we can have in season the original power where Tommy is coming in, shooting down Proctor was basically, what was that? It looked like a bazooka as well. That ARS or AR-15 gun and just massacring all of the buildings. We can have this. So I really did like the fact that they showed the ugliness two territories this is not again the rainbow coalition so that was just one of the big main things that stood out to me another one has to be for vic vic and we know that he is now working with stacy he is toting the line he doesn't he, he seems to be there in terms of i really want to take down he really wants to take down his sister that's all he cares about and in order to do that tommy has to go down as well he's a casualty of his bigger thing. But I wanted to go back on one of the things that he said, which remember how it seemed like we was, Victor is somebody who we do, I always call the boy. He didn't really act on his own. He was a boy, he flip-flops and then Gloria died. And he's like, I want to be a man after crying for like a whole month. And that was cool and that's great. But I still don't view him as a man yet. And it all has to do with the speech that he gave. Um, it was when he was talking to the spirits, the photo of Gloria, and he was explaining that, you know, this is what I did for you, for us, for you, for you, for you. And my whole thing is, if you're acting on her dead wishes, what are you doing for yourself? 
Now, I know that he said he wants to get out of this completely and wholly. Great. But to me, it still seems like everything is set in motion for someone else and not so much him. Like the last episode, I really felt like, oh, he's finally becoming a man. He's doing this for him. And then he's giving speeches for you, for you. Uh, I'm still, I, he's in that teenage stage where he's, not yet a woman, not yet a, 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 a man. I don't, I think I botched that line. But you get what I'm saying. He's in that, that zone of gray where I just really wish that he would have an initiative for himself. Gloria is dead. It's really great to honor the dead, but she's dead. What are you doing for you? That is kind of what I wonder. And the fact is, he didn't give Stacy. Tommy's phone number because Tommy said very clearly when they was by the car, you know, this is my number, contact me on this number. And he didn't give Stacy the number. So again, we're flip-flopping. If you are gung-ho, I'm doing this. I have to take down whomever I have to take down, even though I don't want to. And he stated, you know, I really don't want, want, want to take down Tommy. You know, Tommy had bailed us out before. Tommy really tried to look out for us. But at the same time, I, you're saying for you, for you, for you. I don't know what your your where your head is at fully. It doesn't seem like you're fully committed to this. You're holding information from Stacy, and you're still saying for you. And I don't know what it is for us. And is are you getting out of the game? Is this a personal thing, or is this still thinking in terms of Gloria? So that that is one of the things that I find completely annoying. Um, another thing is we have to talk about Jannard. Jannard and, and, and the heroin, the cracks, so or whatever it is he's taking. This is not going to look very good. And so we had this really great conversation where, you know, we finally, Diamond was finally able to see Jannard in his stupor where, like, the pizza slice hanging and, you know, the shirt's all disgusting and he's all cracked out. He needed a couch. I'm like, this is great. This is wonderful. And I expected there to be like a conversation, a heart to heart, but it was really like, man up, what are you doing? I'm like, okay, maybe that's that's how, how men talk to each other. That's their little love language. What are you doing? You look like a fool. So I was really okay with that. And then the fact that um, Diamond went to Ashanti to be like, look, he's not right. He is a hot mess. And she going in and she talked, she's talking to him. And this is what I really thought was like going to be a great turning point. But what I at that moment failed to understand is this an addiction? You're going to need more than just take a shower. Um, some people, again, you can quit cold turkey. We heard of the stories of I've been sober 85 years and all I did was quit cold turkey. That's great. Jannard is not that person. Um, and as we've seen, during the last scene with Jannard, where he came in, he was all, he turned his back, but he did that. And that's like, I'm on the crack. Heroin, yum. So I worry about him, and I worry about where his head at is at. And the same with Ashanti. I, sometimes I think the writing can be a wee bit too heavy-handed and can be a wee bit out of nowhere. And I appreciate and I love the fact of power and everyone's striking for power. We're going to force our way into power. That's great. Um, this whole situation with Ashanti and it's like her giving the I'm the king of the world speech 
was a bit like, oh, well, that kind of a little bit seemed out of the blue. Um, cool. I, I don't know how I feel about that yet. Um, she really didn't give a huge motive of wanting to be back in the game and wanting to be on top. So for me, it kind of just took me a little bit out of it. I know that she was a willing participant with Jannard. And again, it kind of had seemed like she was trying to help Jannard. And that's cool. But like this huge, like I'm the king of the world. It was just like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't know that you felt this way. How long did you feel this way? Were you plotting and planning this whole time? Was it the moment when she discovered her, her boxing jewelry was taken by Jannard? which we seem to completely dismiss after he said, I ain't take that girl. So I don't know where we're going with that situation, but it does storyline wise offer an interesting twist because again, everyone is fighting with each other and you don't know who your real enemy is. And it seems like everyone is, is fighting with each other and they don't know it yet. So I'm here for that storyline wise. It just got there really quickly than what I expected. Um, another thing that was really interesting is if we have the dynamic of Jannard is still a, a drug addict, Ashanti's sober, everybody else is sober. If you're coming into a huge power struggle and a power play, I really feel that Jannard is the weakest link. He's lying to everyone. He's not going to be there fully capable. I don't know, you know, we saw him in that stupor, which was, I think was kind of the first time we saw him in a full-blown like hey, stupor before. We've seen the smacking of the lips and him looking a little funny in the eyes and everybody saying, you want something? But to see him with the pizza and the, that to me, you know, makes me really wonder about this dynamic, this relationship. And this is what we talked about before, will Diamond have to take out Jannard? at the end of the day. I mean, we can easily say, yeah, I'll just take him out. Because remember, we had the conversation with Tommy. And Tommy was like, well, are we going to just take him out? And, you know, was, and, and Diamond was like, cool. You know, but when push comes to shove, are you really going to do that? I wonder what's going on with this dynamic between the two brothers. And I kind of really thought that because Diamond gave that conversation about the father and lied, that, you know, it would push Jannard, make him a little prouder and self-esteem more but then again addiction is addiction so he's craving that addiction and another thing that's kind of like a side note kate is missing but no one seems to care poor kate i don't know if this is karma for bad parenting but kate is just missing and that was just literally a throwaway line i mean jp is all hey, crying with the bottle on in his hand i can't get paid and i understand tommy's perspective because he was abandoned his entire life so it was like, oh, she always does this. And I don't, you know, I don't really think he cares. Again, their relationship was very different with them. But uh, that's just to be, that was very interesting. And kind of lastly, to wrap up everything, um, I don't know how to say this properly, but I just genuinely don't like the whole I don't like Tommy and, and Marie. Her name is not Maria. Her name is, like, there's a full accent to the name. Um, but I don't like that relationship because I just feel that sometimes relationships 
are just pushed upon the show. We're like, we need a love interest thing. Um, we went from the whole, I don't date guys like you, you know, to, oh, well, you know, this could be different, to Tommy literally saying, I think I love her. I think I might be falling in love. And it was just, ugh. And I think that was a really great moment to bring in Holly because Holly, you know, the ghost of Holly, like, look what you did to me. And then also remember Letitia. Remember all of the other women that you went after and they are kind of dead. And so he's all like, no, it's going to be different this time. And I genuinely hope it's not. I hope it's the same because I just don't like love stories. I just can't. Let's kill it right away. Um, but what's also interesting was the dynamic between um, her and Miguel, who is on insulin. I found it to be very fascinating with the fact that he's literally in the apartment dying and he can't administer the drugs to himself. Granted, I am not on diabetes medication of people who know how to do their own insulin shots. So it really makes me wonder, you know, this big bad man that we've seen, you know, with the whole hand breaking and I'm going to defend your honor, can't administer insulin to himself and is literally weak and, 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 and is so debilitated that, you know, he would die. Not even just from the insulin. I really truly believe just in general, because we had the whole conversation between him and his sister where she's like, you know, this is, you know, he's saying, you know, this is your, your real career. Not that. This is who you are. Stop pretending you're better than us. I really feel that there's some sort of jealousy within his heart towards her. You know, even to the point where you had, like, she's saying, you know, do it yourself. I didn't realize how handicapped he really was. Like, is he being babied his entire life to the point where he can't even administer his own medication? Um, grandma was there and, you know, that's your brother. No, you raised him. And then she didn't administer him at all. So I'm just like, is he okay? Who is really going to, to pick up the pieces here? Is it going to be grandma or is Miguel going to be able to do this himself? So I thought that was a very important scene to show. And I did not expect that at all, especially since you could stick yourself with an angel. So, yeah. No, yeah, um, great, great points, great observations there. Um, and there's some things I agree with that I'm going to touch on in my uh, takeaways. But as for the needle part, um, you know, I, I, I resonate with this a lot because recently I had a family member that was sick and I actually had to give them shots. And they did try to do it themselves one, one time. But when, you, when you're actually scared of the needle... Um, it's, it's, it's really not easy to give yourself a shot. I, I don't think I could do it either. Cause I hate needles too. Like, cause I, I have, so I've had so many botched, uh, needle things with my sickle cell and stuff that, yeah, I just fear needles. But, um, so I, I can understand that, you know, he's, he probably can't give it to himself, but if it was life or death, I think he would have to force himself to, you know, if it's, if it's a case of. Because, you know, that diabetes can be serious. So if it's like, if it comes down to life or death, he would have to find a way to give himself the shot. But uh, their, their grandmother did come in. So I, I don't know if 
it's assumed that she gave it to him. But uh, that was very cold of Maria to just leave <laughs> like that. But um, but yeah, I guess it showed how how bothered she was by the fact that her brother responded so violently, you know, to uh, to her ex and stuff. But yeah, good 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 uh, observation on that though, because that was a that was a pretty powerful scene, you know, seeing that. Um, so yeah, I'll get into my takeaways next. And um, so first of all, I want to highlight that I think this season they're doing a great job of, uh, you know, showing the territory war, like, you know, the war for territory and stuff, because you have so many different, you know, people involved in the drug trade at the moment in the show. Of course, they just took out Walt. So that does leave a gap. Um, and it seems like there is a play for, well, obviously Vic is trying to work, cooperate with Stacy. So he's offering, you know, that territory and stuff to CBI. Um, but then, you know, you, you have the fallout from that, which is the Serbs as well. They have to deal with the Serbs now, um, especially after unifying with, with, uh, Jannard, you know, and expanding the CBI and everything. So now they've inherited that problem with the Serbs and, and of course, uh, Claudia is working with them. So it is at the moment, it's like, uh, Murkovich is the top dog, like the main villain, you know, the main antagonist of the show, but also you have a lot of, you know, different elements. There's a lot of different layers to this gang war because you have Miguel in the mix too. Um, and then, you know, a, a, a shocking, a very unexpected turn of events, but now Shanti is in the mix um, because, you know, now she's made it clear to Janard that she wants him to take out Tommy. Um, and this this came after, you know, Janard already kind of met up with Tommy and uh, the unification has has played out like it's in effect now. So they're back working together, um, I guess, until Tommy realizes that he's on on heroin. But. Um, the Shanti thing was just very shocking to see because, you know, up to now, we've seen her be very supportive uh, of Janard, and she was even one of the key people who was, who was telling him to fix up and get clean. And I agree with Dana that, you know, it's not that easy. Like, when, when, when people are on heroin, you can't just tell them, you know, fix up, get off, get off the drugs. Like, it, when, when they don't take, like, you know, if they don't take that heroin for, for one day, they get sick. Their body like craves it. You know, it's like it's like a it's like an illness. So you can't just get off heroin like that, especially when he started like using the needle um, to, to intake the heroin. So I feel like, you know, he he should be going to rehab or something because they should be um, they should be giving him some other type of drug to kind of wean him off the heroin um because he he's kind of got to that point already so yeah you can't just tell this dude to get off off of it like he's definitely not going to get off the heroin anytime soon he's going to keep slipping um you know if they are going to portray this addiction accurately you know he has to keep slipping back into the addiction but going back to shanti um yeah the, the reason it was so unexpected is just you know just the things she was saying like 
she went full on FBA Tariq Nasheed on 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 Tommy, like <laughs> saying, "Yo, who's who's this white supremacist in charge of the gang?" You know, like <laughs> that that came out of nowhere. Like I, I know her name's Shanti, which is you know real African vibes and stuff, but but yeah, like that came from nowhere because we haven't seen it in her character. And I feel like if they would have shown some type of motivation beforehand of like why she thinks that way, like give give us an example of something that happened in her past that brought out that emotion from her, I think that would have landed very well. But it just came, it just kind of came from left field. Like, you know, one minute she's offering up her territory if Janard gets clean and gets himself together and starts being, you know, more dominant or whatever you know the next minute she's like no we gotta kill tommy we gotta take him out you know it's just it was just so uh i just feel it was rushed that part you know personally but it is interesting you know to to show that there is that that thirst for power um among all of the people involved in the drug trade because you know even janard isn't i don't think he's fully uh accepted tommy yet you know, I, I think he still has a problem with Tommy. So, yeah, Tommy has a. I mean, he he has a lot of uh, adversity. He has a lot. Of, he has a lot of problems to face. A lot of people standing in his path if he wants to take the map. So, I I like how they're kind of showing that. They've done a great job showing that this season of all the key players and everything. Um, and secondly, um, you know, speaking directly about this episode i feel like this was the diamond and janard show this episode like these two characters really kind of shined uh janard has been shining throughout the season but um diamond as well you know he uh he he played a he had a lot of development in this episode i think um because he was you know like dana said he was there to kind of uh help janard a little bit you know help him face face the music and, and, and tell him, you know, you need to fix up. You can't be doing this. You got to get off the drugs. If you want to get back with CBI and all that stuff, you know, he, he was playing that big brother role. Um, although he should have got him to rehab, but, um, you know, he, he, he was there to play that big brother role. And then also he had the Leon situation that he was dealing with where, you know, he's trying to support this kid, Leon, Obviously, he's he's eyeing up his mother at the same time. You know, <laughs> there's, there's something going on there. Um, but then you see the dad comes home and he's very he's very hostile and very aggressive towards Diamond. And uh, Diamond, he actually, you know, he he took the high road um, at first and just said, you know what, I'm I'm gonna leave. It's okay. You know, he didn't say anything to the to the dude, even though he was clearly you know hostile and rude. Um, and then, you know, he, he noticed that something wasn't right about him. Um, he saw, he obviously saw the father abusing Leon a little bit later on. And then, you know, he follows this guy and he sees that he's on drugs and he's cheating and doing all this stuff. So then he, he threatens him. And that was, that was a very funny scene as well. Cause that kind of came out of nowhere, that scene where he was kind of like strangling him and stuff, choking him out. Um, that was a funny scene to watch, but, but yeah, it's, it's not, um, I don't, I don't think we got a lot of development of the diamond character in the previous season, you know, outside of seeing him in relationships and stuff. But in this 
season, I feel invested in, you know, the character a little more. I want to see how different uh, stories are going to play out for him because he still has the annoying CO to deal with. Um, not CO, PO. I mean, um, he has the parole officer to deal with. Um, and and he does have the CO that he's actually sleeping with. Um, and he, if, if he's going to get with Leon's mom eventually, if that's what's happening here, that is going to cause a problem. Like Richard said, you know, that there might be a conflict with the CO officer if she finds out that Diamond is messing with another woman, you know. So I want to see how all of these uh, stories tie together, you know, um, and him being Jannard's brother, that that's obviously going to create some tension with Shanti, you know, as well in the mix, because now she wants to take out Tommy, um, and Diamond, he has a he has a pretty strong bond with Tommy. They don't they don't always see eye to eye, but they work very very well together. I think so. Um, I don't think uh, Diamond wants to you know wants to sever ties with Tommy at all. So it's going to be interesting to see how all of these stories kind of collide. But right now, I feel like Diamond and Janard are like you know the strong duo in the in this show um i feel like in this episode in particular tommy took a bit of a background a little bit like his his character didn't really do a lot of stuff like he wasn't very active um until towards the end maybe and and also when he um when he showed up at the hospital to see what's going on with maria that was very assertive of him but but outside of that you know outside of the maria storyline he he wasn't really doing a whole lot um, to me. Uh, the Murkovich meeting was redundant. Like there was no reason for them to meet. Like we know we know what it is with these two. Like they've met a hundred times already. Like we know that they want the territory, you know. And Murkovich is not accepting diamonds, money, you know. He he wants the territory, and that that's what it is. And they didn't reach an agreement, and. You know, uh, Murkovich, you know, he showed what, what he could do by shooting up the projects. So I guess the purpose of the meeting was just to show us that, you know, Murkovich is now the number one guy. Like, he's the number one villain. Um, I, I think that was the only purpose. But I don't know, the meeting just felt redundant. Like, there was there was no need for it. Uh, but, but, yeah, um, that is the second takeaway. So... Finally, I agree with Dana when she said about forced relationships in the show, like things developing too quickly. I feel like Tommy and Maria, you know, they're, they've gone to, they've gone from mildly dating to like completely in love, like head, head over heels in love for each other. Um, so the, the, the pacing of that relationship kind of feels a bit off. Um, I get that, you know, it's a TV show. Things have to move quickly. They're probably trying to get to a certain point um, of the story, you know, before the season ends and stuff. So I, I get that, but it just feels very sudden because, you know, she only just broke up with, with dude last week, you know, the, the, uh, the ex dude. Um, and I, I know it's possible to fall in love with someone else while you're in a relationship, but I don't know, just, just the way this in, in particular was paced, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel earned. Like, I, I don't get that feel that, 
they should be that in love with each other already kind of thing. Like it just, I don't know. It, it just kind of stood out a little bit, but, but it is interesting, you know, what they're trying to do. Cause now they're trying to show us that Tommy has changed, um, you know, and that he is a bit more sentimental um, and he is a bit more loving and caring than he used to be. And to show that contrast, they, brought back a character, you know, as a ghost, uh, which is Holly, of course. And um, I think that was a good choice. I think that was nicely done, like bringing back, um, a, you know, a, a ghost from from his past and everything, a demon that, that he's still battling with because we know that he regrets killing Holly because he found out after the fact that she was pregnant. So he could have had a child, and but he didn't, you know, he killed her before he knew. Um, so that is a demon that continues to haunt him. So I think that is a great character to bring back to show to show that contrast in his character now, because now we see that he has changed a little bit. He is a bit more compassionate. Um, he says that he's in love with Maria. So now I think the goal is to see how he's able to balance his life and his relationship, because we know that those two things often don't mix well, you know, when you're in a relationship and then, you know, you're also a gangster and you're trying to, you know, you're in a gang war essentially like that. That's uh, a cause for concern right there. Um, and then on top of that, you have the fact that she is the plug's sister, you know, so <laughs> that is going to cause problems too. Um, that And we see there was the scene in the in this episode where uh you know Tommy pulls up to the hospital because he's trying to find out what's going on and why Maria's not talking to him, and she you know she makes it clear to him that um she she doesn't want anything to happen to him because of what because of what uh uh Miguel did to her her ex you know the the surgeon she doesn't want Miguel to do anything to to Tommy. You know, so that was her concern. And Tommy, you know, was like, look, I, I can look after myself. So he's showing that he's not scared. He doesn't have any fear about Miguel. But we've seen this dude torture people. And, you know, we see he has a hand fetish. So he, he has some special plan for, for Tommy's hands, you know, because he keeps doing stuff to people's hands, you know, <laughs> freezing them and smashing them and then, you know, hammering them with an award, you know, so... I don't know what he's got in store for Tommy's hands, but yeah. So yeah, man. Um, I think it, I think that that choice to bring back Holly was very powerful. It was a very good good thing, and it goes back to what I was saying last week that they keep teasing things from the past. You know, the Julio thing. Uh, they kept spamming the name Felipe. You know, and now Holly. Like all of this is like season one stuff from power from power's history and it's like you know are they building up to something here you know are we gonna see more ghosts hint hint um <laughs> you know so yeah uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what they have in store because it feels like the, the show is moving in in a you know in a different direction completely to where it was you know at the start of the season so i i just can't wait to see what we have in store next but I won't delay any further because I want to hear Mr. Richard Bailey Jr.'s thoughts on this episode. So 
Rich, when you're ready, hit us with your takeaways. Okay, so first and foremost, uh, shout out to both Gary and Dana for the excellent takeaways as always. Um, let me start off by saying that uh, <clears throat> I thought this was an interesting episode of Force. I did have a few issues, but for the most part, I thought it was it was it was it was very entertaining and interesting for a few different reasons. So, started with my takeaways. My first takeaway: I want to talk about the Flins in this episode. Obviously, uh, we we you know we know that Vic is now working for Stacy, and I very much enjoyed this entire episode where Stacy is just barking orders at him, very demanding, telling him. Yes, so your job now is to connect Tommy to Miguel, and I want you to get Tommy's phone number. And the whole time, Vic is, he keeps coming back to her saying, yes, so this is what's happening with Claudia. What are you guys going to do, do about Claudia? And Stacy does not give a damn about Claudia. She wants Tommy. So uh, I find it very interesting how this character is very obsessed with taking down Tommy Egan. I want to see where they're going with that and what she is going to be willing to do. Uh, because obviously, if Vic is not going to cooperate, then she's going to have to take matters into her own hands. And I'm very curious as to what that actually means. So stay tuned for that. But uh, as for Vic's development in this particular episode, he does meet up with Tommy, tells him he wants back in CBI, and they agree to a 60-40 split for his territory, which is fine. I don't have any issues with that. <clears throat> We also find out that when they actually sit down and they discuss uh, Walter's will, that Vic gets everything, including the mansion. Now, they did say that Walter has been hit. Uh, he basically didn't have any money left. So basically, Vic got what he didn't have. And I find it very funny how Claudia didn't get anything. That gave me vibes of <clears throat> OG power. When uh, Ghost pretty much didn't, you know, he didn't leave anything to Tasha in his will. So I did laugh when I saw that, you know, obviously. But pretty much this entire episode, Vic is still trying to get information from Tommy. He's also trying to meet the connect, and Tommy says no. Tommy is very hesitant to work with any Flynn. He does tell Vic this. So by the end of the episode, we do see that, as Dana mentioned earlier, Vic is basically talking to Gloria's Ghost through the photo saying, yes, I took out Walter, but now I have to take out Tommy. And once again, I, I think I've already said this on this show before. I don't like when the characters tell us what they're going to do. I just want to see them do it. But, you know, I will say Vic did start to make some moves against Tommy, but uh, we need to see more of that. I don't want to see him talking about what he's going to do. He needs to show us what he's actually going to do. So stay tuned for that. And the one thing, I, one last thing I will say about the Flins in this episode they are telling this other story of Claudia. You know, pretty much she doesn't have anything. She does align herself with Merkovich. I will get into him in a little bit. But pretty much she does call an old friend. And basically this old friend, somebody who she had a crush on, she still has a crush on them to this very day. They do go to a strip club where she basically sees the strippers and how they are basically, you know, using the pills with their clientele, so on and so forth. And she does make a deal saying telling telling this lady that she can she can bring her a lot more business. So uh I do want to see where they're going with that particular storyline. Um they spent a good amount of time on it. She did try to approach Jannard later in this episode, similar to how when Jannard approached her earlier this season, 
and said that he wanted to work together. And of course, Jannara turns her down. Now, something very important about that scene is Shanti was there when this conversation went down. So uh, I do believe that that's a bit of the motivation that she does have, but I'll get into that later. But finishing off this particular takeaway. Yeah, I'm very curious to see what where they're going with the Claudia character, as well as Vic, because Vic is in a very tough situation right now. Uh, I'm very curious to see. Obviously, as I said last week, he he is not going to take out Tommy Egan. You know, I know he may uh, have some success with this plan, but Tommy is the star of the show. So I really don't think <clears throat> Tommy is going to just uh, take this lion down. So we'll see what happens. <clears throat> so uh, second takeaway. Let's talk about Tommy Egan in this episode. Obviously, him and Diamond are very happy when they find out that Walter is gone and they no longer that now they can go after his territory. And that's where Vic comes into play with this particular storyline. We had the random scene of Tommy going with Maria as she decided to lease a car because, uh, you know, she had her driving lesson uh, not too long ago. So now she wants to get herself a vehicle. And of course, as you both alluded to, the whole thing about her finding out eventually about what happened to uh, her ex, Dr. Kendall, and the fact that she now tries to avoid Tommy for this entire episode until all that stuff happens down at uh, the Crimson the, the, the Crimson Projects. Now, this is what I do want to say about this. As, as uh, Gary has already said, I really don't like the fact that they had that sit-down scene between Tommy and Murkovich, because Tommy, we already know, Tommy already knew Murkovich was not going to agree to a deal. You saw earlier in this episode that Diamond also approached him to try to pay off uh, Gennard's debt, and he said, no, I don't want that. Gennard is is going to die. So uh, my whole thing is, you already know there is no negotiation. So at that point, you know, it's like, why even bother? And And I find that scene funny because Tommy is going there eating dinner with these guys, having this conversation, then there's no disagreement and he just walks out. I'm thinking to myself, if I'm Murkovich, I know this Tommy guy is serious, right? They should try to kill him right as soon as he tried to leave. But no, let's delay this for the inevitable showdown that will happen later in the season. So I had an issue with that. I will say I am glad that they did show them taking out the projects though, because again, they want to tell you that Murkovich is a man of action Although, as the main adversary of the show, I don't buy that, and I cannot wait for this character to get taken out. So let's see what happens. But uh, as for this episode, as as Dana mentioned earlier, yes, Kate is missing. I do like how they showed the effect of D-Mac being gone, how it affected her, but also how it affected JP, because JP was drunk. Then he had his whole conversation with Tommy about how he felt he messed up. So I'm glad they showed that, because they needed to show how... uh, D-Mac being gone was impacting everybody else because it didn't really impact Tommy that much in this particular episode, but uh, I think they needed to show that, so I give them props on that. And finally, finishing out the stuff about what happened with Tommy in this episode, yes, he eventually does sleep with Maria. Um, I do agree to as far as what you both said about how fast this relationship progressed between the two characters. I do think it was a good idea to bring back Holly to remind people that Tommy has a history of anytime he gets close to anybody, things don't end well. Sometimes the person gets killed most of the time. So I think it was important that they showed that. I give them props on that. And again, I like to see that she returned on the show because 
as Gary said, they always have they keep they keep diving back into the original power one way or another. And it makes sense because Gary Lennon, this is his show now. But um I I, I definitely think it was I'm very curious to see what is going to happen. One thing I, I did talk, I did mention this to Gary uh, after I saw the episode. I, I personally thought the whole scene with Maria when she didn't want to give Miguel's the uh, the, the the you know the, she didn't want to give Miguel his uh, insulin, and but yet you saw the grandmother was there. She was very angry and adamant that she didn't do that. I thought when this scene happened with Tommy and he was pretty much there with Maria that they were going to have a shot panning to outside. And then you see either the grandmother or Miguel actually know, oh, we know that Maria, they followed Maria and they know that she's here messing with this guy. I thought we were going to get that scene in this episode. Now I think it's definitely going to happen now because because she was so defiant. I think that the grandmother is going to suspect something's going on with her as well as Miguel. And now they are definitely going to find out that she's messing around with Tommy sooner rather than later. So stay tuned for that, because I feel all the stuff that happened with that scene, it happened for a reason. It's because at some point they're going to find out she's messing around with Tommy and then that's going to be bad news for Tommy. So let's see where they're going with that. And I look forward to that, obviously. Uh, And finally, final takeaway of this episode, Diamond and Gennard. Now, I do agree with what, what, what Gary said, that this episode felt like it was really focused on Diamond and Gennard. One issue that I have with this, and again, you both already said it. I don't like the fact that Jannard did not go into any rehab. You had the scene where Diamond sees his brother laid out and, you know, he's taken aback by it. But I I didn't feel that it was that emotional of a scene because I felt like that was a preview of him now seeing Jannard in an even worse state. And again, because Jannard did not go to any rehab, you already know he's still going to be on this stuff. One thing that I did, however, like as far as the conflict is concerned, is that in this episode, you saw when Diamond talks to Tommy and says, I want to bring Jannard back. Tommy asks Diamond, is there something else up with Jannard? And Diamond says, no, he's straight. And then later in that episode, when Jannard showed up at the barbershop and he hugged Diamond, they all made up. Once again, Tommy is suspicious. And I like how they changed the tone of the music. In both of those scenes, to let you know, oh, yes, the character is aware something is up. All right. So because, uh, you know, Diamond was not honest with Tommy about that, I I definitely see Diamond having to deal with Jannard later if Tommy doesn't. But it's an issue that Jannard is still messing around with heroin because Tommy and them are going to start to make more money with this business. Who do you think is going to have access to all of that now? So this is a major issue coming. And then lastly, the stuff about Shanti, right? I know you both mentioned that it, it did come out of left field. And I agree, it did, it did come out of left field. But I have to tell you, I was a little excited to see this because the Shanti character feels as though they had a bigger plan for this character from the minute that they introduced the character. Every other episode, you see she's basically working as the middle person because Diamond wasn't talking to Jannard, then he would go talk to her, vice versa. She basically has been sending messages between both of the brothers. But at the same time, the people that were in Diamond's organization, they kept going to that gym. And they were people who were very cool with her. She had territory. She was given Jannard money at the beginning of the season. So obviously, this character has a much bigger, much, much bigger purpose. And I think when they had that scene where Claudia showed up and she pretty much 
got turned down with the offer, that gave Shanti an idea. Because again, one thing that we know about Jannard from last season is that he didn't like Tommy, who is the white boy, coming into his territory trying to take over. So this pretty much shows that Jannard and Shanti are perfect for each other because that was the mindset that they both had about Tommy from day one. But the fact that she basically wants to take over, because the one thing that, that was said in that conversation is she said, yes, put a bullet in Tommy, but she also knows that she may have to take out Diamond. And that is where this is a conflict because obviously Jannard, he wants to get rid of Tommy, right? But because Diamond is so close with Tommy, that means you're going to have to deal with Diamond as well. And I feel that that actually is going to be a reason why Jannard is going to continue to struggle with this addiction because he's going to have this conflict in the back of his mind that uh, he eventually is going to have to deal with his brother as well. And I think that this is why, why you're going to definitely see the character continue to spiral even more than where he is right now. But as for this uh, decision to make her have an emotive and now make her want to basically get her own form of power, I, I'm, I'm very curious to see where they go with that because it's something that does come out of, out of left field. But if you look at what they've been doing with this character the entire season, she obviously wants a piece of this. She wants more power, so on and so forth. So I, I think it is believable, believable to an extent. But again, it's not going to work out the way that everyone thinks it's going to work out. Because again, she did make that ultimatum to Jannard. You either choose me or the drugs. And as we, all, as we have all said now, Jannard is still very much an addict. So this is going to be very interesting to see how the situation plays out. It's going to get very messy, but uh, let's see what happens. But Shanti's plan, it's not going to work, but uh, it's definitely going to cause more issue between the brothers. No doubt about that. So stay tuned and we'll see what happens. But pretty much that concludes my takeaways for this episode. I thought it was an interesting episode because there are other things happening in the show that I want to see where they go with. But all this stuff with Murkovich, I hope this stuff comes to an end because I don't like the character. Um, and when he does meet his end, he needs to go out. They need to just take him out in a glorious fashion. I don't want to see nothing else come as a result of that, but we shall see what happens. <laughs> go, ahead. Oh, yeah. uh, go ahead, Dana. Yeah. So for me, I just wanted to say something really quick in regards to him not going to rehab. Um, no one knows how bad it is yet. Mm. You know, just because you may be on something, but you're still functional. I mean, you always saw, technically, all that Diamond saw was him passed out with, you know, the pizza and all that. That's the extent <laughs> of it. It wasn't like it was the drool was hanging everywhere. There's needles all over the place. There's yeah. drugs just out in the open. The needles hanging out his arm. It wasn't like that. He's a functional drug addict at the moment. So yeah. there, it's easy to, to hide certain things. Yes, the girlfriend knows, which I think she's going to be able to use that to manipulate him. Um, and and the brother Simi knows of some things, but not all of the things. So I don't blame them for sending him to rehab right away. And even if you do, not many people want rehab. Oh, no, you know, you're, you're 100% right. Um, we'll have to see where they go with that. I, I kind of feel like Shanti knows this worse because of the fact that he stole the change. She obviously know if you stealing people's stuff to get the product, then obviously it's this is a this is not just a novice level thing. This is a 
I think it's progressing. So I want to see where they're going with it in the next episode. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with what you said. Probably too soon for the rehab. And obviously, if that happens, that'll probably be at the end of the season so that they can have him take a break and go away for a while. And then, you know, he comes back next season. But again, I, I don't know if that's going to happen because things are progressing very fast in the storyline. So I kind of feel like uh, something bad is going to happen before that happens. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, excellent takeaways, by the way, Rich. Uh, great observations. And uh, I believe Dana, you was going to say something else? No, that was it. I hit the wrong button. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, uh, just uh, one more thing really quickly, because I have the things on my brain. Was it just me, or did it seem like, yes, the shooting at the Crimson Project served a purpose and a very strong message? But also, in a way, it felt like it was an excuse to bleed into the next scene, which is when Maria was like, I thought you were dead. I thought you were dead in order to give him that plot for him to sleep together. So, like, I, I appreciate that scene, but at the same time, erg. Yeah, I, I think uh, it served two purposes. Yeah, De- definitely it's, it's set up the Maria scene. Um, it gave her motivation for, for what she did, you know, and how she acted and how she ran to t- Tommy's house. Um, and I guess, you know, it also shows how intense the war is now between the Serbs and, and Tommy. So uh, it served two purposes. And I, I thought it was, uh, even though it was, it was slightly comical, um, it was a cool scene for, for this show, I guess, you know, like it, it was... It was a bit unrealistic in parts, you know, with the grenade launcher or whatever it was they had. Um, but, but yeah, for the, we're, we're watching Power. It's not going to be completely, you know, realistic. So it was cool, and and I thought it was funny that you had the dude with the the noise canceling headphones, like he just, he didn't hear a thing, you know. And then uh, Big Smurf ended up using him as a shield, you know. So my mama always said. When you're outside, at least take off one of them headphones so you can always hear what's going on around you. You got to take on one off. And don't get the big headphones. You got to get the earpiece ones. So then that way you can put it in your pocket and you're still able to see what's going on. You got to be aware. Don't get too comfortable in these streets. Exactly. If, if you if you have a, a black parent, you've heard that at least once. You know, they, they've told you not to wear them, them headphones. Not, not to wear those damn headphones when you're crossing the street and all that so you can hear the cars coming, you know? <laughs> so that dude, yeah, he was definitely not aware of his surroundings at all. But, but yeah, um, those are our takeaways. So let's get to some questions here because um, there is a, a lot, quite a lot to talk about, to, to discuss. So I'll start with the Holly thing because that's, that's obviously, you know, the big... The big reveal at the end, a lot of people are going to be buzzing about that. Um, so I want to ask you guys, uh, do you think that Holly will be a regular reoccurring voice in Tommy's head now? Are we going to see her, you know, add her commentary as he dives deeper into this relationship? Do you think? Because um, this this is a common trope that we do see sometimes. You know, we actually saw it in, in season one of Ghost quite a lot where Kanan was... Uh, was in Tariq's head, you know? Um, and there's been a lot of other media where people have voices in their heads and stuff. Like, um, even it's some, some video game, video games do that a lot, you know? Um, 
I remember the Batman game, Arkham, Arkham City, I believe it was, where, or, or no, Arkham Knight, sorry, where uh, the Joker was in Batman's head. So are they going to play on this trope more and have Holly be like another voice in Tommy's head, you know, uh, as he progresses with Maria, do you think? So I'll go to you first, uh, Richard, go on. Uh, I, I personally would not mind seeing that, but I don't think that's going to happen. I, one thing is that we did see, uh, Liliana at the start of the season. You see Holly now. So I kind of feel like you're probably going to see another ghost from, uh, from Tommy's past. I'm not talking about that ghost, but Hey, you may see another ghost. And again, um, because the whole thing is that the, what I find interesting is Liliana, when she came to Tommy, she said, oh, yeah, you need to avenge me, get the people that did this to me. That's why, you know, I, I found it so interesting how when Tommy had his conversation with Vic in this episode and Vic says, so you, are you going to kill my sister? He said, no, I'm going to let her suffer. You know, eventually he's going to kill her. But uh, I kind of feel like if Tommy does not complete that mission by the end of the season, then he uh he obviously then Liliana should return and say is say something else to him. But again, I just think uh, for this particular situation, they're trying to tell you that this relationship between Tommy and Maria is serious. This is why you have Holly in in it. Uh, I know I don't want to see Lakeisha return. The ghost of Lakeisha, we do not need to see her return. That should be if she returns, it should be to Tasha, since Tasha's the one that killed her. But uh. I yeah I I I don't think we're gonna see Holly again, but I do think we're definitely gonna see other people talk to Tommy. Um, but I don't know, really know yet to what extent. We just have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah, I don't think we'll see uh, Lakeisha. I think I think she's fully committed to her her uh, her role on BMF now. You know, so I don't I don't think she's gonna return to this show anymore. <laughs> But that would be interesting. Um, yeah, uh, that that's a good point about Liliana. You know, she did uh, she she did return, and I do think that if he because he has been kind of chilling a bit on his mission to to get revenge, um, he seems to know that Claudia did it now, and he isn't doing anything about it. So I could totally see Liliana coming back and being like, "Yo, I thought he was gonna avenge me," or something like that. But um, but Dana, what do you think? Do you think Holly could be a reoccurring voice, or what do you think about other ghosts? I don't want no ghosts. We need some Ghostbusters, cause I'm tired. Um, I know this is like this shit, this shit, this is this um the thing that that power does, this thing, um, is bringing back you know the ghosts of dead past. And that's cool. Like we've seen it done fifteen thousand times. I personally think that it's weak storytelling. Um, I don't like bringing a whole dead character in and giving a monologue that you should have gave them while they were alive. It's just not for me. Um, I know it's supposed to be symbolic of you know Tommy's past coming in and into warning him essentially. Uh, I know it's me, you know, you can compare it to Shakespeare in the eyes of March and the witches, but I just hate it. I think that it would be much better because we know of his past. We know of Holly. We know of Lakeisha. We know of all the women that have died. Um, we even have Kate who's missing. That's technically a woman in his life, kind of, maybe so. 
But I would like things to just happen and just happen. I don't need all these warnings. So me as the audience, I know what happened and what was going on and the weight that he carries. I think that it becomes a crutch. We had this too much when it came into the first, the, what was the power season one? Remember that whole introduction of like him in the past and all of these flashbacks? I don't like that. Um, I, I know that we've had multiple other characters that are dealing with the flashbacks. I don't like that. Um, I would rather things play out and we just see how, how it progresses. And we know that Tommy is scared of hurting Maria, but he's willing to take the chance to do so anyway. And therefore we wonder, is it really love or are you being a little selfish right now? Because if you really love her and you don't want anything to happen to her, the smartest decision is to let her go. You know, not to say, I think I love her. And then, you know, we end up with the whole situation where you thought you loved Holly. You thought you loved Lakeisha. You thought you loved, you know, Shirley from down the street. Um, so for me, I don't want to see any other ghost of ghost past. I don't even want to see ghosts. Ghosts is dead and gone. That's the one ghost we did. Well, I mean, technically, we kind of maybe saw a little bit of, but like, I don't want to remember that. It's it's erased out of my memory. Uh, so no, I don't need this. It doesn't even serve the story. It doesn't move the story forward at all. So I I no, we don't need it. Ghost is alive. Go ahead, Rich. Uh, <laughs> I just want to make a quick comment. Uh, I agree with what Dana said. I. Uh, one thing I will say, though, I, I am what they are basically trying to say with Holly showing up is that Tommy can't ha have both lifestyles. He can't, you know, you have the wife and the kids and, and then you're also in this line of work. But obviously, Ghost himself was in this line of work. So as a viewer, I think you want to see whether or not he's going to be able to do this. But the thing about it is that even if for some reason he has to deal with Miguel and the grandmother, Tommy still has a very dangerous lifestyle. He has plenty of enemies after him, and there always will be new enemies coming after Tommy. So it's not necessarily an ideal situation for Maria to be involved in, unless I guess she is going to get her hands dirty and she's going to be taking out people as well, which I don't really know if that's going to happen. Obviously, this character has more to her as well that they didn't really reveal quite yet. But I just feel like you always have to live a lifestyle where you have to watch you know watch watch your back so on and so forth that's why i don't really feel that tommy is going to ever get the happy ending of the wife the kids so on and so forth but again i guess we'll have to wait and see if that's what actually happens but it, it does not look that way so uh all i see is a lot of drama coming from miguel and uh the grandmother and i can't wait to see what happens when they find out that she's messing around with tommy <laughs> that is such an excuse that is an excuse to say you can't have the best of both worlds. We've seen it done before. Yeah. Look at Ghost. Ghost had the husband, had the wife, the kids, the house, the job, the bar, everything that he wanted, right? Who at the end of the day truly screwed up that family? That family screwed themselves up. It wasn't mm -hmm. like the outside came in. Tariq was stupid and should have been placed in somebody's camp farm with Darnell, right? Uh, Keisha, not Keisha, um, Tasha, 
she has her own situationships that she was going through. She's just dumb to begin with. And she was also dragged through the mud because of Tommy, but not because of him being a drug dealer. Excuse me, not because of him being a drug dealer, but because of his situationship with Angela. Not once did you say drugs and you being a drug dealer fractured this family. When you really come down to it, it was that family dynamic itself. You had a father and son constantly fighting, a husband and wife constantly fighting. You allow an outsider in and be like, that's my real true love. So Tasha's looking stupid on every single page. <laughs> then when she tries to make something of herself, she does the drug thing, and she's not really smart about that, but you know, she still tries to do the drug thing. Um, but you can't even argue, oh, it was drugs. It was the fact that your old enemies came in and destroyed us. Ghost died by Tariq's hand. It wasn't a drug deal. It was that hatred that, that whatever was going on between them. So you can have it all. Um, if you look at it before Kanan went crazy, Kanan had a son before he killed. But even if he killed him, it wasn't drug related. It was you're not a man related. So that I think is just a lame excuse to put in. You can have it all. How many drug dealing people, you know, have full blown families? It's just, just an excuse that I think that you can figure it out. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it is possible. You know, you, you do have uh, drug families and, you know, people who build, you know, family empires but are doing drugs on the side and stuff. So it, it happens, yeah. And we've seen examples of it in power, you know. Uh, I mean, even the Tahada family, you know. So it's possible... But it's a case of will would Maria like that life, you know, as well because her, her brother um, is in is highly involved in this criminal world, and she she clearly doesn't like it. You know, she stated that she doesn't like the life he lives. So is she gonna, you know? But by the same time, that could be what some of what attracts her to Tommy because sometimes we rebel against ourselves too. So maybe it's like a psychological thing where. The thing she hates about her brother also kind of turns her on about something else. So I mean, it could be a, a you know a mind thing, I guess. But um, yeah, that, that, that's a good question, though. Um, did you have anything else to add to it, Rich? Before we uh, move on to there? Oh no, I, I agree with everything both you and Dana said. Uh, I do think they've done a great job this season of showing us that uh, Tommy is a lot more vulnerable because of the fact that there are people coming after him. Like, again, I go back to that shootout. So that's why I want to see where they're going with this relationship, because obviously the Serbs are people they got to worry about. You got to worry about Miguel. And there's probably some other people that Tommy going to have to be concerned about. Because, you know, once they kill off Murkovich, there's going to be another big bad that appears in – will have to be somebody that they have to deal with. So we stay tuned for that. But but no, I, I agree with with everything that y'all said. I'm I'm very curious to see where they go. But uh yeah, we'll see. All right, Dana. Is this a setup for the innocent? Because you know how we get a death of like an innocent. Oh so Maria? I'm just wondering are they just laying it on thick and it's Maria. Well, uh 
Miguel wouldn't be too happy if it is. I, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't like this at all. Well, you don't like the relationship? I don't well, like don't... the relationship. I don't like, I don't do what relationship? We go from, I like hanging out with you five seconds, you know, checking out cars and yeah, I like to drive fast. Too fast and furious, right? To, I want to go lease the car, you know, and that's cute. That's great too. Oh my God, I got you a shot. Oh my God, I have to see you right now. You know, oh my God, I love you. And him sitting up there watching her sleep. I think I love her. It doesn't really, like, I don't, again, I understand this is a TV show and I'm all for that. But I'm starting to wonder, I hope, that this lasts because I don't want any every season we get introduced to a new woman in Tommy's life. Because essentially that's where we're at. Gloria, and now this one. So if that is the case, let this woman be on this show for seasons. Seasons. And, and if that is the case, let us have Tommy balance that life of I have a stable relationship where, hey, not this season, because that would drive me crazy, and even next season, for a couple seasons, she has a kid. They have a family. I want to see that progression, but I don't want to see it progress in over two episodes. So if this is what you choose to do, when I think I love her, she's for me, stay that way. Don't kill her off, because then what's the purpose? He falls in love with some random chick from, from the, the next season, and we're doing this all over again. It's getting repetitive. And I understand technically Gloria was not his girl, but at the same time, he, he's crying in the hot mess, and he's still not over Lakeisha. Which technically, how many, how long ago was Lakeisha's death? Maybe two years? I don't know. And if you could argue, Gloria was just like, you know, a thing. Probably the thing to just get over, you know, aggravate Vic with. But where are we going with, if this is a serious relationship, this has to be serious. And no more ghosts of Holocaust. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I think it should be uh, long-term. Go ahead, Rich. Last comment I will make, uh, perhaps third time is the charm. You know, this is this is the third time you got into a, a bit of a relationship. I don't I don't count Gloria. That was like a fling, though, because she had she was supposed to be cooking him a meal, you know, and then that turned into something totally different. But no, th- this is this is his final opportunity. So let's see what happens. And we still never got the pepper pot, too. I want some pepper pot. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I bet that pepper soup would have been good. Um, so yeah, uh, so next question, um, this isn't really a question, but I just want to see what you guys think, you know, based on what happened in this episode, you know, um, and it's basically about the Flint, you know, Vic and Claudia, what, what is your thoughts on how they're acting and their, their, their current state of affairs after Walt's death? And everything, because me personally, like uh, Vic had a character defining moment last week when he took out his father. And in this episode, he went back to being uh, a bit of a 
uh, how do I say this? Uh, let me say it a Jamaican way, maybe uh, a facile, facile. <laughs> and uh, what that means is, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. Because um, he was getting, he was getting, he was getting chewed out by by Stacy. You know, he was getting talked to like he's he's her employee or her bitch or something like, and he was just sitting there taking it. You know. And it's like, yo, you're you're choosing to help them, and you're you're getting your ear bashing from her. Like, you don't have to be there. You don't have to be a snitch. You know, this is a choice that you made to help them. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, he, he his character's kind of taking. You know, he's, he's gone back a few notches from last week um, to me. But Claudia, she's still looking for opportunities. As Rich said, you know, she was in the club. She saw an opportunity, people taking pills and stuff, and she's like, yeah, I could uh, supply that. You know, so she's still she's still hungry. She's still making moves. And, of course, she has somewhat of an alliance with Murkovich. So Claudia is still being Claudia. Um, and, you know, she showed at the top of the episode that she's very cunning, just the way that she was putting on an act, crying over Walt, Walt's body and stuff, like appearing to be hurt by it and stuff but clearly she she she's the one who who organized the hit on him so yeah uh i think she's definitely the stronger of the two and i i wouldn't be surprised if they just kill off Vic's character and just keep claudia because she's she's like the strongest character of the two it seems like you know and unless they do something major with this snitching angle with Vic. um I don't know. I don't see a, a bright future for the character. But I wanted to see what you guys think of, you know, what took place in this episode with, with these two characters. So uh, I'll go to you first, Dana. What, what do you think? So first off, Claudia is going to be fine. Um, money or no money. I always feel that she's going to be fine. She has some scruples to do it. And she's smart. She takes initiative. She knows what she wants. She's basically the opposite of her brother. I like the fact that we brought in this new girl because this gives her emotional support. The character has been through a lot, just in general, especially dealing with the fact that you did this huge plan and you think you're going to rise to the top. And still again, because of misogyny, you get nothing. And you would even think that, hey, my father, by just being my father, would look out for me, would make sure I'm okay. And he doesn't even provide that. You know, um, even as much as you wanted to, to, to hate Ghost, he at least made sure that Tariq was okay. You still got to go to school, but I'm going to give you some money if you accomplish this. Whether or not you decide to accomplish this is up to you. But hey, I'm here for you if you decide to take this route. Walter didn't do this. And so I was wondering, was that based on, well, I can't even say misogyny because he knew essentially that his, his kids were coming from for him. He knew Vic and somewhere deep in his heart, I think he strongly knew that his kids were, were gonna do some kind of harm to him. So I can't even say he changed the wheel at the last moment. He didn't do that. Um, but I just feel that she has enough brains and she has the willpower to rise to the top, even if she has to go and sell these little cute drugs at the strip, the exclusive, remember they kept 
making you making sure you knew it was exclusive strip club. This wasn't, you know, your mom and pop strip club. This is exclusive. Um, but again, she's going to be fine. The girl that came in is a good emotional support, which is someone something that she needed. So that is good as well. Um, in terms of Dum Dum Vic, I think that we're still getting a lot of flip-flopping. I do not see much from this character right now. And also on top of that, no one really likes him. So I think their guard is going to be up already. So I don't know what, I, we know what it is he's trying to accomplish, but it's not gonna be really easy for him to just get all of that information at once. The phone number thing just so happened to be because we are technically in communication with each other. We do need to know when things go down. That wasn't like a trust you, my brother, situation. This was just basic business communication, right? So I don't really feel like, you know, he's getting he's in the end, end yet with Tommy and the rest of them. I don't know where this is going to go again because Vic flip-flops. At the end of the day, I truly wonder if he's going to be like, you know, I want to stay with Tommy and them. Or is he going to try to subtly, you know, you, you warn Tommy subtly so that it's not this big thing. It's not some kind of big ambush situation. So he could just do that at the same time. But at this moment, I do not see him giving information and flipping turn coin, you know, flipping around and Benedict Arnolding people at all. Because he himself just does not seem to know what he is, who he wants to be. And again, it goes again with that speech that he gave. I did it for you, for you, for us. Remember, he said for us, and I was like, yay. But then he kept saying for you, for you, for you. So he's struggling whether or not his actions are for him or for, for Gloria. And this is just what aggravates me. But at this moment, I don't see him being the head mastermind of anything. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um... You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Vic, if if he ends up, you know, setting up his sister, because we, we know he his goal, his main goal is he wanted to set up Claudia, you know, to, uh, to get caught by the cops or whatever. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if he does something like that to get the last one up on her and then offs himself or something, you know, because I... Like this Gloria thing is he he feels real deep deeply about Gloria, you know, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he has like you know a a, a desire to want to be back with her, you know. So I I could see this character possibly doing something like that. Like he gives me that that sort of vibe, like of you know I'm 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 just gonna do this and then I'm done, you know, because. First of all, you can't just be a snitch and and continue to operate in the streets. So what is he going to do after this? Like, is is he really going to get a new life somewhere else? I don't see that happening for the character. So I don't know. You know, um, he, he could end up taking himself out or doing something where he knows he's going to, you know, maybe he'll try and kill Claudia, then kill himself after or something like that. Like, I think he's going to have some sort of tragic ending that ends up being a very poetic um you know response to to glorious death you know so 
Um, could be something like that. But Rich, what are you thinking about the Flynn uh, siblings at the moment? First and foremost with Vic, the, the actor did an excellent job last week. And I agree with what you said, Gary. It felt like uh, he regressed to his original form this week. So my personal opinion, uh, I don't. I, I, I want to see the character get taken out. I mean, listen, snitches get stitches, right? There has to be some consequence, even if he helps Tommy in the end. After he helps Tommy, Tommy should kill him because, again, you 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 know that you know this information. You have you basically are giving them information. They are tailing him now. You saw the other guy, a part of Stacy's organization, who basically saw him right before Tommy left to go to go his separate to go their separate ways. It's like this is this is an issue. So it's kind of like Stacy is very adamant that she wants to take down Tommy. I know we saw that there was a little girl that got shot, so that would explain why she's somewhat angry. But I still feel like this there's something more to this other character that makes it a bit more personal. I don't know if they're going to dive into that, but I just feel like it is because she was very angry at this guy trying to take trying to get him to take down Tommy. But there has to be more to this to this besides all this other stuff. She has a different type of agenda. So we'll see where they're going with that. But personally, the Vic character, I don't care about the character. I don't mind if the character gets taken out. He definitely is the weaker of both characters. Uh, so we'll see what happens. As for Claudia, yeah, as I said before, she is the most interesting Flynn character on the show. As Dana said already, you, uh, you know, she's not worried about her and I'm not worried about her either. But one thing I definitely want to say, and this is important because I think uh, a lot of people need to pay attention to this. The friend that came back to help and the fact that this is somebody who she is very close with, she wants to have a relationship with. This friend could be a real ride or die. But the thing is this, this friend does not know the monster that Claudia has become with all the stuff that happened to her last season. Now she's killing people left or right. You recall when she first got access to Dahlia, the, the woman that had Dahlia, they had a relationship as well, and she ended up having to kill her also. So what I'm saying is that she, this is going to be a test for this other character coming into the show. Like they support Claudia 100%, but are they willing to support the fact that she's killing people when they see this violent side of her? How are they going to respond to that? That is a very important detail to pay attention to. Because uh, she doesn't know. Obviously, she knows Claudia from the past when they grew up together, so on and so forth. But she does not know who she is now as an individual. So let's see where they're going with that. But I, I but I, again, I'm very curious to see what happens with this character. And again, she still is the most interesting character in the Flynn family, in my personal opinion. So let's see where they go from here. Go ahead, Dana. Can I just say that I would I would love for that girl to know everything about her and just mm -hmm. not care and just love her either way. I think because that would be such the opposite of what we've seen before with these other characters. Oh my God, you did this? I can't, I don't want to be with you. I, I want her to stand by her, support her. It doesn't necessarily mean she has to be all nitty gritty and you know, go in a shootout, but she supports her. <laughs> I agree. And and no malice. Not like, oh, well, I'm going to take you down too so I can have power. Nothing like that. I think she really needs a strong support system. Here's the thing that's really interesting. 
We've seen Claudia want that strong support system, but she can't get it from any man. Remember, she came to the men, they're like, no, you're a woman. How incredible would it be for her to get that support system from women? So that's what I want. I want her and her friend and bring in some other women and these gang of women and they support each other. And that's, that's, that's their storyline. And they're getting it done that way. Because why introduce us to the misogyny plot line without us bringing in something that counteracts that? I don't mm -hmm. need you men. I have us women. That works and to me perfectly well. I, 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 I agree. And, and one of the last comments that I did want to make, and Gary probably will say something next. When they mention, when she mentions the fact, the friend mentions the fact that they were never going to, to put you in charge. I actually thought to myself, does this mean eventually she may go after Dublin? Because clearly it felt that way that that was a possibility that they can try to go after Dublin. Obviously, Dublin has nothing to do with the Flynn's anymore, so it wouldn't it wouldn't need to do that. But I wouldn't be surprised if they did do that in the future. We have to see where they're going with it. But but obviously, right now, she's about starting this business, and I want to see where they're going with this. The fact that Jannard did not want to do business with her, uh, yeah, very interesting. So uh, let's see where they're going with this. For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, great ideas from both of you. Um, I think what you said, Dana, about her, you know, carving out her own kind of lane with the women because, the you know, it, it, in the, the men's world, they kind of uh, pushed her out of it. Um, so, you know, she could go on this admirable journey of doing it her own way and then eventually becoming a top player in the city kind of thing. Like, maybe she... She has a whole few chains of, you know, stripper chains on lock where she's selling her product in them and, then, you know, she's making all this money and she becomes a, a kind of a, a threat to, to Tommy's empire or something. You know? So, yeah, that, that, that's, that's something uh, that could be interesting for her character. Um, and, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Rich, uh, wait, what did you... I forgot what I was going to say. You you said something I was going to re reply to, but I mean, just completely gone. What, what did you say about Claudia again just now? You said something. Uh, what about them uh, potentially uh, going after Dublin? That comment. Yeah, that was that was it. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Dublin thing. She could be. She could carry on. You know, if she gets powerful enough, she could carry on her father's legacy and and do it. The right way, I guess, like you know, and take over that empire because, well, of course, she was locked out of the assets because Vic has, uh, you know, the, the assets went to him. But what happens if Vic dies? What happens nothing. then? Nothing, <laughs> she's not getting that. Uh, <laughs> not. I think, nope, nope, she's not getting that. I, I think, I think what Dana, I think what Dana said is, yeah, she needs to create her own empire. And that empire can rival the other empires that didn't give her an opportunity. That's what I think is going to end up happening. But again, I want to see where they're going with this because timeline-wise, Tommy wants to get his revenge, right? So th that's why I say this is, I don't know what they're going to do with this stuff here. I have no idea how their goddess is going to pan out with these storylines. But uh, I still think she is the most interesting Flynn character, and I don't see her going any going anywhere anytime soon. But Vic, yeah, they can kill him next week, and I'll be like, all right, I'm fine with that. 
Dana, you had a follow-up? No, I was going to just say that, you know, she, she, it would be best if she stops trying to go against in terms of with Dublin, because that's, it's Dublin. You know, she alone cannot take down Dublin. And I think sometimes you have to just walk away. And again, start your own thing. And that could be even bigger than what you had at Dublin. You have to make people envious of you. Like, ooh, like remember that whole situation with Jannard and Claudia. You know, Jannard came to her, baby, baby, please, can I have a piece of something? And she's like, no, I don't work with your kind. And now he's all, baby, baby, please, can I have something? He's like, no, I don't work with your kind, because you don't work with my kind, ha, ha, ha. So walk away. You burnt your bridge. Other bridges were burned for you. Establish something. Make them envy you. Make them wonder, well, why were we that stupid to not trust Claudia just because she has female genetics and genes? That's that's not right. So it would be just best if she stopped doing that. Because she, she had the dad situation, you kind of understood because that was personal and it was right there at the moment. So, yeah, she did that. But now, did, now what? Create your own empire. Your father was kind of preventing you from creating your own stuff, in a way. What is your excuse now? He's dead. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um, I, I think it would be good to see her cause her own lane. Um, the doubling thing, I, it's been overused at this point because they had, you know, the four horsemen, they had Apocalypse, they had Doyle. You know, um, I do think there's, there there would be some repercussions for her, like killing Doyle and then Apocalypse dying too. But I feel like it's been done so much already. So just leave it alone, I guess. But yeah, I, I think the main point is to show that she can carve out her own lane. And just that, that in itself is a one-up to Dublin and what her father had, I guess. Um, but... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, and as far as Vic, I agree with you both. Weak, that's the weaker character. He can go, you know, take him out this season. It's all good. Because his his big moment was last week, and it feels like he's just gone all the way down already. So it's like, I don't see a, a, a positive future for him. But go ahead, Rich. Yeah, I just want to yeah. say his his happy ending is a reunion with Gloria. So that so let's give that to him and get him off the show. There you go. There it is. <laughs> that right there. Um, yeah, so we're kind of running out of time. So I'm going to get to final thoughts. I didn't have that many questions anyway because the, the episode was kind of straightforward. But if you have any final thoughts or any other things you wanted to bring up from the episode, you know, uh, whether it's about Maria, Miguel, you know, uh, Diamond, Leon, you know, a lot of things kind of did happen, but it was a very straightforward episode. So if you have any final thoughts or anything you wanted to t- touch on, definitely let us know before we end off. Go ahead, Dana. Help me to understand this whole Leon side project, because I don't get it. Is it a reflection of he's seen himself in that kid when he was a kid? And he saw how, because remember, his father treated him, you could say, in the same way. In the same way, his father is not right in terms of stuffing him up. His tactic and his approach is terrible. But I'm just wondering, 
why does Diamond care so much and why now? That is what I don't get. I know it's oh, and it, hey, it can't be just because of the woman. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. It can't. I guess uh, Leon is, you know, you know. Obviously, we saw the kids that picked on him. It feels as though uh-huh. Leon is is he doesn't really know how to handle those situations. So I guess Diamond is trying to teach him to defend himself. And now he's seeing that, well, this guy has an issue at home as well. So now I guess I have to step in. But I will say this. Uh, not a good idea to put his hands on this guy and say, if you come back, I'm going to kill you. Because, hey, Diamond got a, a you know, parole officer. You know, this, this, this certain stuff like this can easily get reported. You know, this guy goes say, hey, restraining order because he put his hands on me. So that was not really a wise decision to do that. But uh, I understand the frustration. But... Uh, I guess he's just trying to make sure he doesn't have any issues at home because he already has issues out there in the streets in, in, in reference to the kid Leon. So, but yeah, no, it makes sense. I just, I just kind of didn't understand the whole thing. Um, also, another thing um, is about the project situation and the task force. We need to start seeing them more involved and in just, you know, we need to get Tommy on no evidence at all. Because you have whole apartment buildings being blown up. So I would love to see in the next episode, how does that affect the task force? I mean, the task force was originally started because that girl got killed in the drive-by. Now we have a whole complex that is blown to smithereens because of the same drug situation. So I really would like to see. This gives like a bigger... if, If... Stacy can get even more power if she so chooses to because of the nature of the crime. With this, so many people were killed. A whole area was destroyed. So this could be a win on her behalf. But if she's so focused on just one man that just randomly came into the city, what, a year ago, maybe? Even given that much? I think she's giving him too much power that he does not have. And so I wonder if her arrogance and also the ego of the cops who's running around following Vic and Tommy is going to get this case just imploded upon because they're acting a little too sloppily. So that I, I was one of the big main things for me. Oh yeah, when, when Stacy uh, finds out about that project shooting, she she's gonna go off on Vic, like she's gonna give him an ear dashing for sure. But um, <laughs> Rich, do do you have any uh, final thoughts to share? Uh, the final thought that I have to share is along the same lines of what you both mentioned about the project shooting. One thing that uh, I think might be an issue that we need to pay attention to is. Obviously, you know, time, Tommy had a thought that this was going that they were going to end up going to war with the Serbs. I like how he did not. There was no attempt to warn any of the people that they've been working with, it, 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 namely Big Smurf, because you saw in this episode he did get shot, right? But I kind of feel like he may feel a certain type of way of the fact that he didn't get a heads up that now we have to worry about the Serbs a, a lot more. So I want to see if he's going to do, you know make his own decisions on certain things because of this. 
But we have to see where they're going with that because I'm pretty sure that in the next episode, you know, at some point, maybe the maybe the detective catches up with him and they ask him, hey, so what happened in this situation? Do you have any information on who could have did this to you? And maybe he might. I don't know if that's going to be something that they try to use against Tommy. The fact that this guy is somebody who was a victim, a part of this, because Tommy did like again, Tommy didn't really won't warn anybody. I understand it was a surprise attack, but they could have said, listen, man. The Serbs might be an issue, lay low, you know, whatever. None of that happened. So I want to see if that's going to have repercussions because Tommy didn't really relay that message to any of the other people that got involved. But we'll see what happens. Uh, Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I I could see them being angry about that, you know, that they didn't get that heads up. Um, Was was that uh, everything, Rich, or did you have anything else? Oh no! That yeah, that that was the only takeaway. Like you said, it's a very straightforward episode. Uh, I think we spoke about all the other stuff, but that's the one thing. Yeah, I do want to see where they're going with that as well. Okay. I okay. just quickly nice. want to know one thing. Remember, they need more people. Um, mm-hmm. It was uh, Diamond and Tommy stated they need more people. Who are these people going to be if everyone keeps dying and apartment buildings are blowing up? Are we getting to Jamaicans now? Oh, interesting. I have no idea. I well, wait, <laughs> now, now, when Diamond said that, he, he basically said that and then said, hey, we need to bring Jannard back as CBI. So I would assume that uh, if Jannard still has any loyal people, which, you know, I don't know if that's still the case, maybe they may uh, 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 want to join. But, but again, the RDs, right, the ones who were a part of his organization that went to that other organization – that's another group that we still have yet to see who was in charge of that group. So that, that could be coming because that's another issue Diamond and, and them going to have to deal with because they're because they got Jannard back on their side. So stay tuned for that. Oh, yeah. You got the Audis, you got the, the Ro, Rojas, you got the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the Jamaican Yardies are out there somewhere. We haven't seen them, mm-hmm. but, but yeah. Um, uh, I wanted to make a, a quick point as well, you know, just bouncing off of what Rich said about uh, Merkovic and the Serbs and, and the beef and everything. Um, so I think something that could happen is maybe, you know, maybe Merkovic comes in full force. Maybe he uh, maybe he ships in some more Serbs from, you know, from overseas and everything. And maybe Tommy will need help fighting the Serbs. And because Miguel already believes he is in a war with them, maybe he'll try and enlist Miguel's help. And I feel like if that were to happen, um, that will also cause some conflict with the cartel. Because remember, there was that guy, you know, the, car, the, the, the guy that's above Miguel, and he told him not to mess with the Serbs. So... I feel like maybe some some conflict could come from that direction too, um, and maybe it's a case of where you know Miguel and Miguel kind of gets incorporated in the CBI, and it becomes more of like an alliance kind of thing. Um, but we also know there's the conflict of Maria, so I don't know how he's going to respond to that as well. You know, if they're going to be able to put that aside and work together, but. Who knows? Uh, I, I do think we are going to see that cartel guy again, though, at some point. Go, go ahead, Rich. 
I, I do agree. I just want to say one, one last thing. Uh, I, I want to go back to what you said on the previous episode that uh, when Gennard was getting roughed up by Miguel, he saw Maria. I still think what you said is going to happen. And obviously now that uh, Gennard's job is to get close to CBI, he's probably going to eventually discover, oh, Tommy is messing around with Maria. So this is another thing that I could use against him. But I want to see where he, where they're going with that because it's a lot of complexities uh, you know, that, they, that they have on the table right now. So that makes it interesting. But yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I think what you said is definitely going to happen where this other guy who is above Miguel, he's going to get involved in this as well with the Serbs. And he will not like that because he did not want to be in the war with the Serbs. So we'll see what happens. Tommy already kind of stated that he's cool with being attacked by Miguel, you know, with the whole, <laughs> I don't want nothing to happen to you. <laughs> and then he's all like, I'm a big boy. Um, so that showdown feels like it's inevitable. But again, going on just a conspiracy theory of how you brought up Felipe last episode, uh, last session, um, is I wonder if he could be the big surprise of it all. Because if you need more people, what's going on? And then you also have to remember what's going on in New York. Because aren't they, they kind of know what's going on with Tommy? Unless I'm confusing things again and confusing it with Tariq. I, I think it's only so long they can go. Because if, if the task force already knows he's alive, they know he's Tommy Egan. At, at some point, New York has to be alerted that he is alive, I think. Um, well, there's one other thing, too, that uh, yeah. we didn't really mention. And that is that if something does happen to Vic, now they know Tommy has been working with Vic. So that could be what Stacy uses against to basically, basically, you know, really to go after Tommy. If something happens to Vic, oh, Tommy must have did it because he was the one he's working with him in CBI. So that is probably what their next game plan is going to be if things don't work out with Vic. So, uh, but yeah, we'll have to see where they're going with that. But that is another option because, again, she's so adamant that she must take down Tommy Egan. So she will do whatever she needs to do to take him down, even if it means somebody else getting killed like Vic. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, that, that, that's that, it's, it's quite a complex uh, story at the moment. There's so many directions it can go in, you know, uh, so many different theories. So I really want to see what the people think about, you know, what we talked about today, because we talked about a lot of interesting theories that could that could be a possibility. Um, but, yeah, we're going to end it off right there. So until next week, you know, take care of yourselves, everyone. Have a nice week. Um, you know, shouts to everyone leaving comments, you know, every week. Um, I'm looking forward to the comments on this one in particular, you know, just to see what the vibe is about this episode. But yeah, um, we'll be back next week. So until then, take care. Peace out, everyone.